Hi there, it's Gareth here. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to my brand new podcast called The Thinking Biker. Thanks so much for listening in and welcome to this episode. Hi there, it's Gareth here again, and I'd just like to welcome you to my new podcast, The Thinking Biker. This is the sixth episode I've recorded, and I'm really pleased to let you know that, well, we are just one download away from having 200 downloads across at least eight countries in the world, which is absolutely amazing. So I'd like to thank every single person for downloading and listening to my podcast. I really do truly appreciate it. And I really hope that what I am creating here is helpful and it's useful to you as the listener. If I sound a little bit um, hoarse this week, then it's because I have got COVID. I couldn't believe it when I tested positive earlier this week. Um, I'm okay, by the way. Thank goodness I'm okay. I'm getting through it. A little bit fluey. Us guys are really good at man flu and it becomes very serious very quickly uh, with men, of course. But uh, I'm okay. But uh, I just wanted to just say that that's why I may be a little bit hoarse this week. But hopefully... By this time next week, I'll be back in business. But nonetheless, we shall carry on and we will um, do our best to share our thoughts for this week. So um, this week's topic then, let's get straight into it. We, I was thinking this week a lot about the particular topic that I'm going to talk about today. Um, and it's something that I noticed, I've noticed in people and in leaders in particular, a, a, a trait, a behavior uh, that as, as initially I didn't realize it was a thing, but as I've become more, if you like, aware and experienced within um leadership within trying to be a leader and also within being a follower often I noticed that there was certain types of people that I was drawn to follow more easily than or more readily than others um, and I started thinking about this some time ago I read about it in an article in Harvard Business Review in 2013 so that's nine years ago and in the last week, obviously, I've been spending, and I'm sure a lot of people in around the world have been thinking on and reflecting on the life of Her Majesty the Queen. And I believe that um, Her Majesty the Queen was, if you like, a, a, a world-class example of this particular characteristic of leadership. And... I think it's the one thing that does set leaders apart, great leaders apart. All great leaders have got this, and I've often experienced poor leadership as well. And 
it's quite apparent that this particular behavior or trait isn't isn't there within poor leaders as well now what i've probably spent a little bit of time kind of like building up to this but essentially what i'm talking about is the characteristic of being warm and strong as a leader both warm and strong at the same time now as a strength coach i teach people how to maximize their strength and become um, use their strengths to become a stronger person um, and and become a strength-based person so there is a direct connection to what i already teach here but the dimension that isn't included in strength finding or strength finder coaching is the warmth element <clears throat> now to give an example of this to give a a real life kind of case study i'm going to tell you a little story okay so it was a saturday morning at um exactly nine o'clock and the location was a local village hall in rural cheshire and the lead observer of our motorcycle group um let's call him robert um is standing at the 12 o'clock position of a circle of around about a dozen maybe 14 um slightly nervous looking yet kind of more mature bikers and there were there were as well as the bikers there were the four supporting volunteers were scattered amongst the group and they were kind of melded into this group of bikers um and they were currently anonymous and so the the scene was of a a training uh, session where we are about to get going on on training um these motorcyclists in how to do to do a particular type of uh, motorcycle riding uh, which is which is called slow slow riding so robert starts the session off by saying good morning everybody and welcome i'm your lead observer for the group and i welcome you to this morning session on one of the most overlooked motorcycling skills that bikers can have slow riding Robert went on to say, I've been riding for 40 years and I am joined today by my four colleagues and our specialist trainer, Jimmy. Um, Can everybody please introduce themselves, starting with the person on my left. And let's go around and introduce ourselves, please. So at that, the person to, to um, Robert's left introduced themselves and the flow of introduction started to go around the room in, in a clockwise kind of way. But at about the third person in, the flow of the, interu- of the introductions were, were interrupted as we could hear a motorcycle engine on the car park.
And at that, everybody's gaze turned towards the window and we all looked up and there was another biker um, coming into the car park and they're late. So there were a couple of jokes made about them, about them being late. And it was, it was quite, there was quite a lot of smiles and there's a bit of, a little bit of, biker kind of banter and one person said let's all cheer as they come in which you know maybe would have been quite funny um, but at that Robert the leader stepped in again and said no let's not do that when they come in I'll quietly quietly welcome them in we don't know what's happened to make them late anything could have happened so please leave that with me now please carry on with the introductions now who's next okay Alan please continue and with that gentle corral of the group the group was centered again and focused again and we were back on track and I watched that happen and I just thought that was fine leadership that really was fine leadership and I thought to myself that was warmth there's a very warm welcome from Robert but there was strength as well and I have a belief that all leaders possess that all great leaders possess these two qualities now it is probably true that most leaders possess strength already because that comes with their position, doesn't it? They're the boss, aren't they? They probably have the the position of power within the team, within the organisation, within the company. So most of the time, all leaders have got strength already because that's been almost like given to them with the with the job description. But the warmth side, that takes something completely different, I think. And I think the best leaders lead with their warmth and only bring their strength in as and when needed. Now, in a work situation, I'd been, I've been working with some leaders recently and one in particular caught my eye. And I, I really do consider them to be a very exceptional leader and so do other people other people have said this me to me about this person and at a carefully chosen moment I let them know in some appropriately timed and measured feedback which they warmly and yet strongly thanked me for and that exchange of them to me sparked me to think that in, in fact, in every single interaction with them, I have had warmth and strength. And this combination of warmth and strength was, was this leader's byword. And I think all great leaders have this. Now, obviously, this week we've been watching and reflecting so much on Her Majesty the Queen Elizabeth II, who sadly passed away now. But she was a queen who achieved incredible things throughout a record-breaking reign of 70 years. And yet she was a queen 
who, if we think about it, had no real power. She had no real job description like so many leaders have, which provides a mandate of power. But she was incredibly strong and had an incredible reign and achieved amazing things. And I think, you know, if you just watch her behavior as she enters a a room or gets out of one of the cars or enters a space or whatever it is, you can see that she leads with warmth, but then you can see also that she's strong behind that. So I think that we can all learn from people like Robert and people like the Queen uh, Elizabeth that you know that we can lead well we can be warm and strong even if we have no power and in fact maybe even the lower the power that we have but the more warmth and strength that we display the greater leaders we can be and we can look at other leaders who have very little power but have incredible leadership capability by providing warmth and strength. Let's look at people like Mother Teresa, Princess Diana, Mahatma Gandhi. And I think every good Samaritan that has ever walked the face of this earth, they all possess warmth and strength. And the thing is, you see, that warmth, I believe, it can't be faked. We see this attempted by politicians all the time. And people can see straight through it I think they really can so the feedback that I gave to that leader was to highlight their rare knack of reaching down and communicating to people at the lowest level within their four or five hundred person team with genuine warmth whilst at the same time being known and consistently behaving as a strong leader who knew people would fight their corner for they actually responded to me when I gave them that feedback and managed to take time out to personally thank me and and yes to do exactly that and have a connection with every single person I think that takes real leadership real warmth and real strength so how can we possibly unpack this and learn from this well in a recent study I read in a Harvard Business Review study of Harvard executive executive education leadership participants they they were compared with general levels of that sorry their cortisol level the stress responding chemical was was compared to um general levels in the population and the study of this found that the executive program participants levels of cortisol were significantly lower and the reason was that they had a higher sense of self-control and these leaders were found to have a unique psychological profile and in fact the higher the rank the lower the level of cortisol this is because they believed that they could face most challenges and succeed. So if we look at this from another 
angle then as well. When we judge others, especially our leaders, we look first at two characteristics, how lovable or likable they are, their warmth, their trustworthiness, and how fearsome they are, their strength or competence. Again, according to science. Although there is a, some disagreement about the proper labels for these traits, researchers have agreed that they are the two primary dimensions of social judgment. But why are these measurements so important? Why is warmth and strength so important? It's because we are, if you like, psychologically trying to work out what are this what are this person's intentions towards me and are they capable of acting on those intentions? Now, researchers have also found um, that people judged to be competent but lacking in warmth often elicit negative emotions from others which in involve lack of respect and perhaps resentment from others as well. When we respect someone, we want to cooperate or affiliate ourselves with them, but resentment can make that person vulnerable to harsh rep reprisal from others. And on the other hand, people judged as warm but incompetent tend to elicit emotions such as pity which it's, it just involves a mix of emotions from others. And our lack of respect ultimately leads to neg neglecting them. So to be sure, we notice plenty of other traits in people, but they're nowhere near as influential as warmth and strength. Indeed, insights from the field of psychology show that these two dimensions account for more than 90% of the variance in our positive or negative impressions that we form around people, which is amazing, isn't it? 90% of the variance of our positive or negative impression are formed around these two characteristics of warmth and strength. So, if I were listening to this podcast, I would be thinking, okay, well, that's okay, for, good for the theory, Gareth, but what can I actually do about this? What, what things can I do to develop warmth and also to develop strength at the same time? Well, we can, we can pick up some clues in the story about, about Robert, really, because what Robert did in that story in the motorcycling group was that they he actually tuned into the feelings of others and empathized with others it empathized with the the rider who hadn't even come into the room yet and realized that you know they may have been late for the meeting but there could have been a good reason for that and by being empath empath empathetic and also expressing that empathy, they were able to demonstrate to others that they had a, a warmth, a, a connection with the person and didn't jump or 
jump to any conclusions about why they may be maybe maybe late and and in doing so warmth came first in that interaction the second thing that we can do is we can actually use our smile and we can mean it when we smile sincerely the warmth becomes self-reinforcing feeling happy makes us smile and smiling makes us happy this facial feedback is also contagious if you smile at somebody they tend to mirror us we tend to mirror another person's non-verbal expressions and emotions so when we see someone smiling and emanating general genuine warmth we can't resist smiling back ourselves now warmth as i said earlier is not easy to fake of course and a polite smile fools nobody to project real warmth you have to genuinely feel it a natural smile for instance involves not only the muscles around the mouth but also around the eyes as well so that's what we can do we can smile and mean it i have tried this we can even do this on zoom calls or teams calls and just by having a smile just try it it makes a, a world of difference in in pro projecting warmth and again all of the great leaders do that think about people like dalai lama people like whether you like the politics or not um barack obama um they they are mother Teresa, mahatma gandhi um all genuine genuinely smiling people and the third one that I'd just reach out and share with is to connect with people as well. There can be no real warmth without, without a connection. So connect with people regularly. It's something that I've talked about in other podcasts as well, uh, because I believe that it does help to strengthen us psychologically and is definitely part of my um, stress reduction, one of my stress reduction strategies. But connect with with other people and and try to do that regularly it doesn't take a lot of hard work to do it but it does and and it does rather it does generate warmth think about her majesty the queen what an incredible incredibly connected person she was so they are if you like three ideas for developing warmth now let's look at ideas for developing strength well first of all number one we can we can actually feel in in command um, confidence is, is is if you like hard isn't it to to um, to, to develop sometimes uh, especially if we've taken a knockback um, but um, having self-doubt, it completely un undermines your ability to reject confidence. So by feeling in command and confident, we can really connect with ourselves and it's much easier to connect with others. So holding our body in a certain way can help. Um, positioning our body body in a if you like a power posture without overdoing it can increase our self-confidence 
and if you like a, a self position of power so standing straight up is a is a really good thing that we can do having you know working on our posture and standing upright is is one thing that we can do to develop strength the second thing that we can do of course and i'll mention it is we can find out what our strengths are from something like gallup strength finder or other ways of doing that and uh, that is a very uh, self-affirming thing to do and second and thirdly when we move definitely this happens as a leader people watch us move so what this is about is moving deliberately and precisely to a specific spot rather than you know casting our limbs about rather loose jointedly if we move with purpose and walk with purpose i've noticed that all of the greatest leaders walk with purpose they don't meander they know where they're going there's no twitching or fidgeting and when they get there they are still they combine that stillness with good posture and it's almost as if they they're displaying their leadership ability by moving so this sounds really strange but we can get a hold of ourselves and we can project uh, uh, a, an aura of strength by simply walking um, in a, in a deliberate and precise way. Probably th two or three things that there that um, you may be surprised at, but they definitely work for me and I've seen they work for others as well. Again, look at others. Let's look at other examples of strong leaders. Look at leaders such as, um, um, again, um, we, c we can look at f uh, famous politicians, look at f very successful football managers like Jurgen Klopp or um, Pep Guardiola in football in England. Look at the way that um, soldiers move on parade. It's very deliberate and very um, precise, isn't it? What The way that they move. I'm not suggesting for a moment we should start marching around at all. But it's deliberate, it's strong, it's precise, and it exudes a, a feeling of being in control so we can learn from that so I shall start to wrap up this talk about warmth and strength now um, but I'm just going to kind of summarize and almost maybe sum up by talking about another warm and strong leader that I spoke to um, recently and they said to me you know, Gareth, it's not the relationships with the bigwigs that keep you up there. The supporting foundations that keep you there are the hundreds of individual relationships. They put you there and will keep you there throughout your career. And they, that is an exact, exactly 
true right saying but I believe that without being warm and strong then as leaders we wouldn't have any have any hope of having those hundreds of individual relationships if they aren't warm based on warmth and strength throughout our career so to sign off I would say if we want to lead others in an emotionally intelligent way we need to get that warmth strength dynamic right we to project both warmth and strength coincidentally can be difficult but as the leader that I have described and as I've those lead all in fact all of the leaders that I've described they have been able to do it and so it can be achieved um, so you know just like Robert the motorcycle leader just like Her Majesty just like Mother Teresa Princess Diana Diana Mahatma Gandhi all of the leaders that I've described all of the good Samaritans that I've ever walked the face of, of the of the earth um, we they can do it and so I believe can we so on that rather covid husky voiced podcast for this week I will say goodbye for this week I hope that this has been useful and I look forward very much to speaking again next week and until then from this thinking biker stay safe and thank you for listening and bye bye for now